You couldn't even like negotiate something else. But if I just maybe fuck a fart out of you, <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck you. Do you get gas? <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City, at the Creek in the Cave, across the East River from lovely Manhattan, it is the New York City Crime Report. There's an opening for you. And hey, uh, Marcus, how are you? I'm doing good, Pat. I'm uh, so happy to be sitting here with our guest, Jim Pope, today. Hey, Jim. Hey, Pat. Now, Jimmy, uh, you uh, I know you never listen to the show whenever you're not on the show. Uh, we reference that all the time. If you had time to listen to podcasts, I would think, here's an attorney who's not really doing his job. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. you know, it's one of those part-time types. Or you just don't really like the show that much. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Anyhow, I, I have some questions for you uh, coming up a little bit later on some of the things that we covered uh, on the last episode. Well, we sort of laid, laid a little teaser there for you. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Anderson Cooper from CNN has a stalker. And this stalker, you, know, you think of a stalker uh, of Anderson Cooper. It could be male or female, really. He's got that kind of broad sex appeal. Uh, goes across uh, gender lines. Uh, it could be a silver uh, fox. I think a, they call him. He's a silver fox. Well, uh, you know, they call him in uh, the the latest post article a steely eyed anchor stud. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? You know, he works is he the out. one that came out as gay? Yeah, recently. He, okay, yeah, yeah. He came out. Uh, he's been uh, and he's, that's been acknowledged for a bit. And he's um, really, I mean, he's in great shape. You see him around the city sometimes. Uh, I, 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 would you be starstruck if you saw Anderson Cooper, Marcus? I think if I saw Anderson Cooper, he would definitely get a holy shit. There's Anderson Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, like the I do like the star watching culture around here. It's you know it's like sure if I ran into like Paul McCartney, yeah, that'd be pretty damn exciting. Uh-huh. But you know. You know some people get so excited about you know the cast of Lost, you know. Yeah. <laughs> shit like I ran that. into uh, I saw Cameron Diaz the other day. Yeah, yeah, that's worth and getting. That's excited. I was like, oh hi, hey, and that was it. You I think saw... that's worth getting excited? I yeah. suppose. Yeah, yeah. I like Cameron her. Diaz. I felt good about it. Yeah, I saw Crispin Glover muttering to himself the other day <laughs> in Midtown. <laughs> well, we yeah we see that all the time. You know? I mean, he's a, he's it's called of, every film. Speaking <laughs> of Crispin Glover, he's actually very similar looking in a way. If Chris, if if somebody was going to play this guy in the movie, the stalker of Anderson Cooper. It just might be Crispin Glover. Who else would you reach out to to play Alex Hausner, who uh, since 19, or rather 2008, and uh, has been stalking, uh, made unwelcome phone calls since 2008, uh, four attempts to see Cooper. Now, he's described as a gay, Jewish, white supremacist. Well, there's a confused fellow. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is, well, that's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a mouthful. That's loading the plate high in terms of uh, description and irony and, and well, you know, but the irony though, I mean, aren't Jews kind of white? Jews never... are, per- I mean, not to white supremacists. Yeah, that's what's always been weird to me is why the white supremacists had such an issue with the Jews because I always figured Jews were like white people. Nah, not to the not. Nazis. Well, not to the Nazis, but I mean, white supremacists. Take I like to cues think we've evolved some in white supremacy since then. <laughs> I like we, the way you include yourself on that. <laughs> yeah. We, he means we as a nation. Uh, how can you be now? I think that normally, yeah, Jewish people they they stay away from hate groups in general because they figure whoever you hate, we're next. Yeah. yeah, or if you hate that group, you've gone past Jews already, and you hate. <laughs> yeah, Jews they've are got history included. on their side. Yeah, they're included uh, now. Uh, 
this guy uh, last month tried to kick down this guy's door. Now that that's a, a step forward in stalking. Yeah. Uh, when I've never had anybody try to kick my door. Oh, I, one time I did. He was just mad at me though. He wasn't a stalker. <laughs> He's just gonna kick my ass for spitting on his vehicle. Uh, <laughs> it's another story, another lifetime. But no, this guy was, and, and it's uh, down to the details. The red lacquered door to the posh four story West Village converted firehouse that he shares, Cooper shares, with his hunky bar owner boyfriend. So, as a quote, the security camera catches Hausner uh, shouting as he kicks the door, according to court papers. I swear to fucking God, don't insult me. Whew. I'm going to fuck you up. When, it, when, you, when you hear that sentence, I swear to fucking God, that means it's serious. I yeah. think. That's when someone's really fucking angry. You're swearing to God. I swear to fucking God. It's like when <laughs> if you shit your pants one more time, I swear <laughs> to fucking God. Uh you know, when you're trying to potty train. But maybe that's my early potty training. Though, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. But anyway. Suddenly the picture becomes so much clearer. It really does. That's what we call a Tennessee potty training. <laughs> <laughs> I need a bathroom break. <laughs> Hausner is a far away uh, Queens, a uh, uh, far Rockaway uh, Queens psychiatric patient. And, uh, and, and really, uh, this guy's rattled, um, Anderson Cooper is. And you can't blame him. It says, I can prove from my sources that his boyfriend has sent people after me. This is what Hausner says. Mm-hmm. He said that right in court. I can prove from my sources that his boyfriend has sent people after me. Uh, oh, boy-, boy. Yeah. These are always fun. Paranoia, right? No, extreme. The picture of the guy is great, too. Let me guess he has a public defender. Um, well, he, he very, hey, you know, this may be a case for Jim Polk. This uh, is, this is, this is, this is why being a public defender is one of the hardest jobs in the world. Well, tell me about it. Well, because realistically, this is just one of many that day for them. And there is really a possibility that they can all be as wild and woolly as this guy is in court. And you have to sit there and you have to aggressively defend and make these points while this deranged Jewish white supremacist is rambling on nonsensically about his sources and Anderson Cooper's thuggish boyfriend Hmm. and still be taken seriously in a court. No, if this guy has $5,000, you're like, this man was wrongly accused. <laughs> and you're presenting your case, right? It's uh, yeah, my suit's nicer, my watch is nicer, and uh, usually if you pay me $5,000, you know enough to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. You got, yeah. When you, were, you ever been a public defender? I, I was a public defender for five years. Oh, were you? So, yeah. so back then, you're showing up with your Sears, uh, you know, Seersucker kind of a deal you drove yeah, yeah. up in your old pontiac and kenneth cole watch get a yeah. timex oh kenneth cole well, that's your idea of low class i had like a 90 dollar watch yeah <laughs> 90 dollars <laughs> hey uh well you know the son of gloria vanderbilt is uh, in danger perhaps but uh, maybe for the time being he's okay uh we'll keep you updated on that stalking story now a fan of shark week might have gotten carried away according to the post the mta says a conductor found a dead shark on an end train in queens early wednesday he closed off the car after asking passengers to leave is that procedure <laughs> I, I i i'm curious to see the mta emergency manual for dead shark <laughs> there's one thing you think you probably don't have to deal with although i i i, I blame somebody asian Oh, right. You know, that was my first thought as well, that somebody was on their way to lunch and left their shark behind. Right. <laughs> it was half a shark sandwich. Yeah. It was. It fell out of their grocery bag. 
it fell. Uh, it's it, hey, you know what? It could be, it could have it was. Did the shark? Uh, you know, did it still have its iPhone and wallet? You know? Do you see some? <laughs> do you see someone put a cigarette in his mouth and put an empty can of Red Bull next to him? Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you can't. You can't smoke on the subway. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, uh, they and and you couldn't smell it. I mean, you think like it would be like a really smelly dead fish. You You'd know, think so. I mean, also the, known as the end train yeah. smell. Hey man, the end train's a nice train. Don't bag too hard on the end train. J train. You know what's Please. great about the end train? Yeah, we'll go to the J train. If you yeah. want to talk about a smelly train, let's talk about the C. Uh, now nobody cares about these are just letters to people, but, but all these trains have it's a dis- blue. They have a distinct personality. Yes, the N train is the is yellow, and then uh, the uh, the C train is blue, and it goes down, and it goes way down into deep Brooklyn, and that's the problem with the uh, C train and the A train. Yeah, both of those trains are very dirty. Mm-hmm. They yeah. go all the way up to the Bronx, and they go all the way down to Brooklyn, meaning that uh, the people who live in in uh, deep Brooklyn and deep in the Bronx are on those trains. That's what's great about the end train. It terminates at Astoria Dittmar's hardworking people of Astoria all the way up. It passes have... through some shady areas, though. What shady area does the end train? Maybe down in Brooklyn. I mean, I think that might have to, more to do with the fact that the A and the C have to go all the way from Bronx down to Brooklyn before they get cleaned on their way back up. I don't think so. No, I'm not talking about the filth, by the way. I'm talking about the humanity. Uh, no offense if you live in the Bronx, but you know you got to admit it's 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 shitty. Yeah, some and some parts of it, not all of it, but some parts. Some parts of it are very nice. Um, now there's yeah, there's Arthur Avenue up there where you get a good uh, Italian meal. I understand. Y- mm-hmm. You know, but not worth it. No, I- I've been up to Arthur Avenue. It's nice. It's like a little open air Italian market, but it's like two hours on a train or an hour and a half sitting in traffic to basically get what most Italian restaurants in this city provide you. Mm-hmm. It just, it seems like the novelty of that is really lost on me, Arthur Avenue. Well, you've never found me up there, you know. I'm <laughs> yeah. happy with my Chef Boyardee. And, you know, I've only been to the Bronx once, passed out on a train on the way home. Oh. <laughs> on the A train, in fact. I used to work in the Bronx, too. Where? I used to work at a place called In Motion, which was... Uh, Legal services for victims of domestic violence. Oh, is there a lot of domestic violence in the Bronx? No. We don't really cover a lot of that. Here. <laughs> Most of it's pretty boring. A guy shot his wife. She had a long rap sheet. <laughs> That's what I did learn very quickly about domestic violence. Uh, that, that is a sword that cuts both ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It does go both ways. In fact, um, a woman is uh, arrested for murder uh, just a couple of days ago, and, and it was a very interesting uh, case and an unusual, um, an unusual murder weapon, not just because it's vehicular, because, you know, we see vehicular stuff all the time. A woman was charged in Queens with murder after she drove off and crashed her car while her boyfriend was clinging to the roof. <laughs> now, this is the kind of thing. I can't believe this doesn't happen every single day, and maybe it does. It started on in, in Dexter on Dexter Court, Woodhaven. You know where Woodhaven is? Anybody? Yeah. Where? Woodhaven? It's in Queens. Queens, I know. But how, what is that, the 7 it's train? Like, uh, uh, kind of like between here and my place. Yeah, right. Kind of on the border. Well, everything between. in Queens is between yours and yours. <laughs> it's, you a, it's one of those border neighborhoods. Right. Like it's on the border between Brooklyn and Queens. Oh, got it. Okay. So the drama started on Dexter Court there when uh, Maria Soria, she got into a spat with the 51, uh, oh, sorry, Matthew Soria, 34. That's the guy. Got into a fight with 51 year old Maria Espinosa. Oh. A little cougar action. 
Yeah, there's that's a that's a 17 year age difference. You yeah. ever date? Would you ever consider dating a woman 17 years older than you? 17 years? No. If I was 17 and she was 34, <laughs> that's the last. That's literally the oldest age that I would go. Yeah, I'm not going for a 47 year old woman right now. Mm-mm. No. Well, I mean, for me, it's I'm not. I, I, I shudder to think of the age I'd be going into. <laughs> but believe me, it's ugly. Uh, Fifty for me. Yeah, I'm way up there. The drama started then. Anyway, so she blew through a red light uh, at Jamaica Avenue uh, in Crescent and uh, plowed into another SUV. Now, uh, I, I suppose uh, the the guy jumped on the roof of her SUV. She sped off. She only drove about half a mile before she plowed into this other car. Uh, the guy was pinned in the crash. The impact left both of the SUVs mangled wrecks. I wonder what they had been fighting about. The car? Mm. I mean, it had to be something uh, where he's like, you're staying here. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, something. I, I imagine there was some fuck uh, It was a dispute over money. Uh, well, that'll do it. They had a really messed up relationship, said a 31-year-old neighbor of the couple. She was always angry. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, she clearly got that under control before she committed. In reference to uh, our story of uh, the last episode from episode 108, when black guys go white, uh, we have um, in in uh, you familiar with the story? These guys catch me up. Well, there was some uh, some black gentleman who decided to rob a check cashing store, Mm -hmm. and um, pretty good haul too, which is a dangerous thing to do. Really, no, no, to rob a check cashing store because because it's expected they probably have armed. Yeah, it's, it's it's like taking on. I'm trying to think of a good military type example. It's, Fort Knox, yeah, something like that. I mean, it's fortified there. I would think. Well, they have uh, cops. Uh, obviously, they probably have. Uh, I mean, you know, some kind of security because it is like a bank, right? I mean, well, banks are, are are definitely risky, but people get away with those. It's an un- mm-hmm. unbelievable. How, how many banks yeah, get robbed? Check mm-hmm. cashings are actually also independently owned contractors, and often the guy who owns it is sitting there, much unlike Bank of America. Mm. Where you got some underpaid cashiers not going to risk their lives to protect other rich people's money. Mm-hmm. But the check cashing guy, I mean, he's going down with that ship. Well, they, and his shotgun and automatics they, with him. They got away with $200,000 out of this place. Now, they thought that switching races would help them evade detection, so they actually purchased these masks for a couple of the, a couple of thousand dollars. They look like white people, so they were like white cops. And, you know, they say they got the idea from the movie uh, the, the Town. That Ben Affleck movie. That's where they're saying. It says, as in the movie, in addition to donning the mask, the robbers dressed as cops, doused the crime scene with bleach to destroy DNA traces and provided evidence to a victim to prove uh, they knew where she lived in the case. So now the prosecutors are going to introduce into evidence uh, a photo of one of the robbers wearing a, a white, wearing a T-shirt with a picture of one of the disguised men from the movie. And authorities say they also plan to introduce four clips from the film over the defense's objections, showing the similarities between uh, the real-life uh, caper and, and, and what, they, what happened in the movie. Now, let me ask you a question. What difference does that make to the defense or prosecution, whether or not this idea was taken out of a movie? I, I have to be missing something. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I mean, I have to, it, it would have to go to some kind of... It would have to go to either motive or t- to formulate an intent, and I, I'm surprised that... A judge is going to allow this, actually, because it seems really distracting and almost bolstering from the actual case at hand. They must have a real problem with um, 
Yeah, I can't even feasibly come up with a reason. I'm racking my brain here. Well, do you think this. maybe it would be seen? Would it would it, would it make the case uh, the the crime more egregious if if there were the, there's this factor where yeah they were imitating a movie or it it feels to me like it's going to some kind of either intent or some kind of conspiracy type charge and that this is what was the overarching thing that puts the conspiracy together. They must have a weak case against one of the co-defendants is maybe what I'm thinking. Well, here's my question. Is it a separate charge for them to impersonate a white man? (laughs) (laughs) No? I I guess not. Mm. Well? I guess not. Well? There there is a charge called false personation. I guess pretend to be somebody else. Pretending to be cops is probably... uh, That's that's actually criminal impersonation. That's that's not good. So does that? How how much worse does that make a crime if you dress up like like a cop to do it? Realistically, the the armed robbery and the grand larceny are what they have much more to worry about than the the false or the criminal impersonation. Well, we'll keep you guys up to date as that trial unfolds. One story we've covered time and time again on this uh, podcast because it happens to be one of the funniest things that, that I've ever heard is Jimmy Lathrop's wife uh, being uh, charged with, well, I guess a slew of things, you know, I mean, like mainly that she had sex with a 16-year-old kid she was tutoring. That was uh, Ng. His name was Ng. What was his first name? Kevin Ng. Football star. So basically... He's now banged a hot teacher, mm-hmm. and he was a football star in high school. He was a football star in high school. He's, he, was, he was doing very well playing football. So unless he makes the NFL, he's already reached the pinnacle of his life. Well, jock speak, Arling. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is uh, now that Jimmy Lathrop sort of uh, brought the headlines into full relief when he, uh, well, you know, he wasn't really that cooperative or cool with the cops. I mean, not with the cops, with the newspaper. I remember when, like, like when they would come to him for a quote, and he was like, who told you that? Some guy who wears a short sleeve shirt to work? <laughs> he's like very, you know, disrespectful. Uh, seemingly, and the mustache and hat and the whole thing, the glasses. He looks like a Mister Potato Head. They, they, they both look like dipshits. I, I mean, let's just say it. This was this was Brooklyn hipster run amok. If if you want my opinion on this, with his dopey little fedora and his his too tight suits and her tattoo down her arm and the flowing dress. I mean, this is PBRs in a bar they bring kids into. Let's yeah. try to show a little respect. Uh, we bring in in just a moment. You know, I, I see her coming right now, uh, jo- joining us, and this is <laughs> oh, shit. sort of a first <laughs> New York City uh, crime where we actually have a, a sort of a, a perpetrator. Yeah. Um, I'm now convicted, I, I, I guess, but it's uh, but Aaron Sayer joins Hi. us. It's yeah. nice to be here, guys. Well, um, geez, uh, now, uh, Aaron, you... Uh, you I mean, I, I, what, where do you start? What do you have to say for yourself? I mean, do you, you, when you found yourself, uh, I mean, obviously, I, I would want to hear about how, how did you decide to become physically involved with this uh, with this kid that you that you were tutoring? Well, you know, I'm basically the shit now in yeah. uh, in wow. my community, but uh, I don't know. He, you know, he's a star football player. He got a lot going on, and and uh, my husband was great when we first met, and then he just grew this horrible mustache and. Mm. Yeah. I just wanted we were to just go talking more. about that. Yeah. So you're a fan of high school football? Oh, I love it. Mm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> how much you, do you love it? I love it a lot. What What do you I feel about uh, uh, balding lawyers sailing towards their early forties? You know, I'm not a fan of those guys. I don't. Yeah. I don't well, they don't like much. you either, Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> they. Well, that's good. <laughs> uh, they, they, natural, natural enemies. I would say at this point, you know, I mean, if you, you you're the, no way, uh, Aaron, that you're that you're interested in, in, in finding another lawyer to, you know, it's certainly to, not one to, with to, a short sleeve shirt to, <laughs> <laughs> to fill the non void. Right. Uh, now, uh, you. Uh, by the way, do you have any weed? 
Oh, I have so much weed She's in my gone. purse. Okay, I'm great. actually dealing now. So okay, uh, you know, um, I, I, I was, and this I, is I'm why people this... like me make a lot of money. Well, this oh, <laughs> repeat offenders <laughs> because people come on the air and say stuff like that. It's wonderful. Well, Aaron, yeah. I, I take yes. back everything I've said about you. This Thank is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you, uh, you you're, you're now required to register as a. Uh, a level one sex offender. Now, you, you don't look like a level one sex offender. Absolutely not. I think it's a little harsh. Yeah. I mean, when I think level one sex offender, I think somebody is, well, you you know, a balding guy sailing towards his 40s, actually, more of a sex offender, sort of. A, no offense, Jim. Like, oh, no, Jim. no, no, no. But no, if you were to put Jim I get and you look. next to each other, I would, yeah. Absolutely. You're going to pull a sex offender out of the lineup right wow. here. Okay, if we're going to do that right now, um, you're the complicit roommate. Marcus is the victim, and I don't know what the hell Aaron here is doing. <laughs> Hot weed dealer. Well, level <laughs> one. Level one is low risk. Yeah, like that's the lowest of the low. Like, that's, oh, really? I yeah. thought it was like the number one. No, like level best one, kind of. Level one's like public urinator. You know, no. Level one is what's interesting about level one is you have to register with local precincts, and uh, it's not put out on the internet. But there are watchdog nonprofits that track down level one sex offenders and notify their neighbors. Why? Uh, because people seem to care about having sex offenders in their neighborhoods. Mm. I'm really excited to go door to door and tell everybody I'm a sex offender. <laughs> I'm a very bad, bad teacher. Maybe some of these, uh, maybe some teenagers will answer the door for I, you. That's probably going to be the most welcome of- sex offender well, knock on your door. I, s- I sell my weed to teenagers, teenage boys, but uh, I put it on me and I make them find it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Catch my drift. Oh. Wow. Well, that's 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 heating up the old classroom. Now you uh, are obviously not going to be able to teach for a little while. Will you go on tutoring? Do you think? Absolutely, I'm on Craigslist already. Okay, so hey, if you're looking for a tutor, and if you're a probation officer in Brooklyn, you look that's your first violation. Yeah, teach you a lot of things. Now, yeah. uh, well, Aaron, I, I know that uh, I'm, I'm sure you have a, a busy uh, afternoon of, of going to uh, sell drugs and, <laughs> and uh, molest kids. But uh, you know what? If you want to hang out for the rest of the show, we just got a couple more stories so we can oh, breeze through. Oh, okay. Before we get to that, tell me about your kid. Oh, my daughter. Yeah, I don't really talk to her, so <laughs> you'll have to ask my husband. Oh, is, right. is that because of legal requirements? <laughs> no, I just haven't seen her in a really long time. Uh, just over so it? The yeah. Fa- the fact that you can't come don't... within 500 feet of the kid. Well, I, just, really... I never go upstairs in my house, and that's where her room is. So. <laughs> it is, it, it, those are always the toughest family court petitions Yeah, when you're petitioning for visitation with a registered sex offender. Whew. Well, um, listen, uh, speaking of, uh, of sex offenders at school, we have a... a now. Another one of these stories. A dirty dean at a Manhattan high school abused his authority to lure female students into having sex with him in classrooms, in his car, and mm. at sleazy motels. Oh, jeez. Amateur. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> now, uh, no, I mean, uh, fucking around, Aaron. Now, uh, yeah, this uh, Malik Taylor, he lied about being married. That's the worst part. He lied about being married. These girls didn't know. Had se- unprotected sex. Well, there's the second part. Yeah. Does anybody have protected sex anymore? No. It's over, right? It's all over. Yeah. It's 2013, guys. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm married. I don't know. They right. should. What the kids are doing these days with sex and whatnot. Uh, they should. They should. <laughs> they really should. Spoken like a man with a recent scare. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, say a man. Oh yeah, those a, are the worst. Man with a recent scare and a past history of antibiotics. Mm. You Yikes. should. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is out there, man. Well, it all depends on how 
how low you go sexually. I guess you can, if you're having unprotected sex, teenagers, man, that's the way to go. I'd say Absolutely. this much. Don't the, fuck the, the girl cleanest. named Lucky without a condom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it, teenagers, that's like the 2013 model. I mean, that's yeah. kind of fresh off the shelf. That's Yeah, yeah. that was my First point. First owner, yeah. Yeah, they are good. They are generally speaking. You'd be a great speaking, sex offender, Jim. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, who, who invited this whore? I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy Lathrop's whore wife. Like, I actually, I actually, We've been wanting to unload on you for a while, actually. <laughs> oh, I mean, come to the unload like, on what me. What the eh? fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, like, like, this guy is, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Let's, let's hold off on that. Yeah. I, I don't want to just. I actually know your husband's lawyer. Oh. Todd Todd Spodek, he's a good guy. Oh God! You Todd, say that like you Todd say that like it's shirts. a good thing, you know? Yeah, he is. Todd's uh, Todd's. Uh, well, they got something in good, common. Good yeah, <laughs> he's also bald. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah they're 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 future uh, afterlife in in the eternal flames of hell. I don't know why I think why all lawyers going are going to hell. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel that you are. I think it's that's societal pressure, man. Yeah, to yeah. hate lawyers. Yeah, I think so. You may be right. Maybe I'm just bowing to that. Yeah, maybe it's maybe they're not bad people. I mean, no, I mean Jim's a bad person, but I don't think all lawyers are bad people. (laughs) This guy had two daughters too. Two daughters. I don't have two daughters. No, not you. (laughs) The other the other child molester. Fucking dozens of times he had sex with students. One of them was sixteen. Only one below the age of consent, which Uh. is. the story is getting boo. a little less uh, exciting now. Yeah, yeah boo. that's not exciting. <laughs> She's like, it's it's like one of those tolerance things, you know. Like once you have sex with a sixteen year old, yeah, but fourteen year old, <laughs> what would that be like? It just you got to get younger and younger. He had the nerve to ask two of them to participate in a threesome. <laughs> I was rebuffed. Why is it? Why does that make it so much worse to to these people? He even had the nerve. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's also the one thing. Teenage girls hate more than anything is other teenage girls. Yeah. So like a threesome at that age is really, I mean, that's that's shooting the moon, if you will. He allegedly told one student that he would fuck the shit out of her. Oh. Mm. And then uh, she responded that she didn't want to have intercourse with him. He allegedly. Uh, and then she said it just like what that, too. What a prude. I don't want to have, I don't want you to fuck the shit out of me. <laughs> I would prefer no intercourse. That's just one of the most disgusting things you can say to a woman. It's like, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. <laughs> you take it literally. Like, if you really think about it, it's like you're fucking a woman. She just shits all over the place because you fucked her so hard. <laughs> ah. Been a while. <laughs> <laughs> but then when she said she wasn't interested, he allegedly asked if he could, and this is in quotes, at least suck on her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> what an amateur. Uh-huh. At least. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he told I mean, one. That's student, something that you ask like the girl that you've been dating for like two years. It's like no sex tonight. Can I at least suck on your boobs? <laughs> just, just something. I mean, you even uh, try to tutor her. You're also giving away the negotiation really early. Yeah, I mean, you went from fucking the shit all the way down to can at least sucking on you. You couldn't even like negotiate something else. But if I just maybe fuck a fart out of you, <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck you. Do you get gas? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, there goes more clients. And then he told uh, one student to walk down the stairs at the school so he could see her ass shake. Mm. Mm-hmm. She must walk down the stairs with a lot of a lot of kick oh, in her. She step. must have a lot of bounce. Yeah, to go downstairs and then to 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 be checking it out. I didn't make a lot of sense to me. So uh, I don't know, man. The teenage girls that live in my building, when they walk down the stairs, they bound down the fucking stairs. Oh yeah, and they got big asses too. So mm. I can see. I'm not walking you behind wanna, them. I live on the first. So floor. what sort of? Get on that? Yeah. What? I mean, <laughs> seems like you do. 
I mean, yeah, you do. I mean, <laughs> he's acknowledging the See, eternal truth about we men. We be best friends. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, we uh, we we all want to, I guess. You know, on some level. I mean, a guy who's been like happily married for for however long, you know, but you see some teenage girl with her big ass, you know, like, oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's you know, the animal part of me is going like, well, I think that I'm supposed to put my seed in there. Yeah. I mean, not the ass directly, but you know, I mean, like, <laughs> I wouldn't do anything. They, I mean, that too. Yeah. I, I usually just I think. <laughs> <laughs> I usually just think I don't want to disappoint somebody that young. Mm. Like that's that's actually I've really reached the age where like the pressure of that would be more than the 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 benefit to me. Do you really think a teenager has such high standards for what sex is supposed to be that you can't even live up to that? <laughs> if a teenager is like unimpressed with you, the, the third you're doing dude, it wrong. third dude she's had sex with, you're like, oh, I'm gonna yeah, right, it. and. and <laughs> This one just threw away her whole career and her freedom and the ability to be live among normal people. Look how low she's seventeen year old. Great. What are you talking about? She has sunk so low she's on the New York City crime report. (laughs) That's how bad it is. is Deep in the bowels of it. (laughs) (laughs) He uh in a nice new studio, by the way. Now one more uh one little quote here. He says, You know how I recognize you? Taylor allegedly asked a student, uh, a teen identified as student E. When student E asked how, Taylor told her to turn around, and then he pointed to her buttocks. <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> he didn't say anything. Maybe she had her name on there. Said you know, or maybe it was like Juicy. Juicy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your name Juicy, right? Uh, so anyway, uh, he tried to get a student to buy marijuana from him uh, ah. to introduce you guys. You guys had a lot he's, in common. He's probably stealing my game. Although he had sworn the girls to secrecy, word got out when the victims learned he was seeing other students behind their backs. <laughs> See, that's what it's exactly what you were talking girls. about. Don't mess with teenage girls. Yeah, that's what you said, Jim. There's one thing they hate. It's other that's how I got girl. outed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. His yeah. girlfriend. His girlfriend that with that bitch. damn Facebook shit. Yeah, <sighs> she hacked his Facebook Stick stuff. Stick up her ass. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, and, and there's this lawsuit too. They're about to get a lot of money for you. Possibly not for you, but from you, ten, ten mil. Somebody, yeah. yeah I mean, that's $10 I don't know million who's got dollars. ten mil. I gotta start selling more drugs, guys. Yeah, that's that's really clever. A ten million dollar lawsuit for consensual sex with marijuana. Yeah, but it's also shared with the city. Yeah, well, that's the key to it. Yeah. First off, it's obvious that she no longer has ten million dollars. If she ever even came close to having those kind of assets, I doubt she had. Being a public school teacher and all. Yeah, and then, um, I mean, second off, like like I said, what this guy got to do is he got to bang. Semi-hot teacher Semi-hot? at Horn Dot. Yeah, sorry, Aaron. <laughs> wow, Mrs. Jim. Williams wow. from uh, South from, Detroit. Coming was from Jim, huh? Smoked you <laughs> out. Well, she's. I guess you know the truth of it is you know it, it was revealed in the post that you have cancer, so I'm not coming out like that. Lymphoma, so, bitches. So possibly Woo. her shriveled up form now, not as robust <laughs> and attractive as you would like it, Jim. So there you go. There you go. I hope you uh, feel good about insulting this poor woman's oddly uh, I do appearance. So. You know what? You know what? You would think that would affect me. Yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah. You would. You would think it would affect anyone. Yeah. Even you is the way I would I think we're it. back to why you think I go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've come full circle. Nice watch. One uh, final thought. Uh, we, I could buy and sell all of We you. close on a, on, a, on a happy note. We always try to end with something lighthearted. A quadriplegic woman was found suffocated in her bathtub <laughs> as her two-year-old son wandered around alone inside their Williamsburg home. She had a kid? That was the first thought I had. But then again, Stephen Hawking has been divorced twice and has a kid. Well, he's also, uh, didn't he Didn't he abuse his spouse or something yeah, like that? Yeah, there was some allegations that he <laughs> or was. Or am I thinking, of, I think I'm thinking of Tattoo from Fantasy <laughs> Island. I get those two mixed up all the time. 
the woman's 41 year old druggy boyfriend later confessed to killing her saying he was high on crack at the time what do we say about crack here guys where Love can we it. get some crack? <laughs> uh, the victim was found after her mother requested a, a wellness check by cops. And I guess they showed up and, well, the EMT has pronounced her dead. If you're a quadriplegic, don't fuck with your boyfriend. Mm. For real. Oh, wait, I'll, I'll bet that was the second worst accident she's ever had. <laughs> Jim, coming back. That is the thing about a crackhead. They will date anybody. I yeah. Guess, right? they're thinking, they're thinking, if there's a warm bed involved. A quadru- <laughs> <laughs> or a tub. Well, no, a quadriplegic's got to be like a crackhead's dream. You don't really have to do anything. You can get away on the spur of a moment. They probably have some sort of disability check and a ton of painkillers around. Wow. It's just like a vagina with drugs. This guy really thinks. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. I mean, objectively. Yeah, she can't do anything about it either, no matter what he does. Yeah, well, Quit smoking that crack. You know, Fuck no. you. <laughs> Phone somebody? I mean, <laughs> hey, you want to take a bath? <laughs> you know, you wash her and you wash her and you wash her and you're just tired of washing this lady. <laughs> that had to be an easy kill, I though. I can't even fucking compete with you. <laughs> I'm worse than go, you. I try to go as low as I fucking can, and he just, he just digs deeper Speaking and deeper. Speaking of as low as we can go, uh, Mara Merrick, we've had so much feedback on episode 107 of the New York City Crime Report. If you haven't heard that episode, please check it out. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's really an experience. Mara Merrick was, uh, if you don't know, abducted in a, in a Brooklyn coffee shop. Uh, she was taken to uh, a, a hotel and she was turned out. Um, had a needle in her arm within a few minutes of being taken out of the uh, uh, coffee shop and, and was. Uh, she had to do some really uh, heroic and cool shit in order to get out of the situation. And uh, you're not going to want to miss that one. Please, episode 107, especially if you're a female, it's, uh, it's good information for you to have. Please keep your head on a swivel. This is New York City. It's not as gentrified as you think, and it is one big town. Uh, thanks for joining me, Jim Polk. Always a pleasure. Aaron Sayer, thank My you pleasure. for joining us. And, uh, and as always, hey, Marcus, we'll, we'll do this again yeah. soon. Yeah, we shall. Thank you for listening to the New York City Crime Report.